I sell essential oils from the home. It's not all of what I do, but it's become a big part of what I do. Am I defined by my profession? No. I barely have a profession, so that would be like admitting I'm nothing, a figment, a gossamer spirit flitting about, when in fact I am a real person with real feelings, and sometimes those feelings are, I need a French toast bagel. But to have the things that I want, I need money. So I sell oils from the home, and it's not like a lot, but it does help me feel like I can splurge on things like basic necessities that my wife Galinda tends to forget when she goes to the store. The point is, I have a little spending money, and with these wonderful unregulated oils, I no longer feel like a prisoner to toxic air and poisonous laundry. Do you know what harmful chemicals are lurking in most commercially manufactured turtlenecks? Well, it's a lot. So much so that I've been having a terrible neck rash and trouble breathing whenever I work out at Spirit Bike, or do physical things like Open the enormous portal that leads us to the Deep Night. It's me, Dale Seaver, and you're listening to another hour of regrets and revelations and rising stars. Yes, it's the deep night, and we're coming to you as we always do from the foul banks of the Gowanus. Today we have such a wonderful conversation with comedian and writer Sudi Green. We talk about comedy and costumes, and we go deep into the darkness that is Delaware. Who knew that tiny state was holding so many secrets? Well, here's something that is no longer a secret. A few months back, I was tempted to attend a seminar for essential oil salespeople. And while the thought of achieving calming diamond status appealed to me, I just couldn't afford the entry fees. So I started manufacturing my own oils in the basement of our neighbor's apartment building because, as it turns out, that door has no key and is always open. So this month, as things are you know, kind of bad with politics and people saying this or that at each other or not treating each other with respect, or maybe something personally has gone south for you now that it's Scorpio season, I invite you to send me some money, and then I'll send you a sampler kit of oils you can put on your halogen floor lamps or in tea kettles or, I don't know, just rub it directly onto your skin and feel at ease. Proprietary blends like Bushwick Sunrise, which is great for regrets, like the kind you'd have if you saw a sunrise in Bushwick. Because how did you get there? And whose shirt is this? Or maybe you'd like to drip a little CVS candy aisle on your erogenous zone. You won't be using the self-checkout lane after that. Plus, it doubles as a free flu shot. Or maybe the bad situation you're in calls for a diffuser full of adrenal glands. Yes, I had to milk the spleen of a coyote for this one, but boy, did I come back from the desert with a jar full of stories. Nothing motivates like injecting fluid from a wild animal's organs directly into your bloodstream. Feel the cold night air of the Mojave, the prickly mouthfeel of an accidental cactus, and the distant sound of the rest of your pack, the pack you left so many years ago in hopes of finding yourself. The world is a dangerous but relatable animal with new Seaver essential oils. I do hope you'll consider it purchase. It will help keep the podcast going. Plus, I love French toast bagels. 
Oh, and a quick update on which I will expand upon later. Galinda is fine. She was staying at the other Best Western in Sedona because they did have waffles at their breakfast, and that's why there's a mix-up at the last minute. So again, my thanks to Carrie for her assistance in putting up with some out-there questions when I called last week. She, uh, Galinda, is now out to Palm Springs, so I should connect with her in about a week or so. Or... I may just fly out to L.A. and surprise her. Surprise, Galinda. Oh, I'm loaded up on oils myself today and so pleased to bring you a conversation with Sudie Green. Sudie Green is a comedian living in Brooklyn. How about that? How unusual. And she's also a writer for Saturday Night Live. We've had a few of those on this program. Uh, it's a wonderful show. If you Check it out if you can. You can see her co-host her sketch variety show, Theme Party. In 2015, Sudi was selected as a Just for Laughs new face. Oh, for characters. She's a proud member of sketch groups Pop Roulette, OSFUG, and an alumni of Hammercats in the year, which I believe is probably NYU. So let's go now ever further into the deep night for my discussion with Sudi Green. I got the squeaky chair. <laughs> oh, my. Well, I'm feeling a little sooty. Hello, Sooty Green. Hello. Hi, <laughs> Dale. How are you? Oh, I'm just great. Good. Welcome to the Deep Night. Thank you for joining me. Oh, well, thank you for having me. So, Sooty, you are well known for being the pride of Newark in Delaware. Uh-huh. Yeah, but you said it wrong. I said it wrong? It's Newark. Newark? Yep, we pronounce it. What's going on down there? <laughs> Spelled the exact same way. New Ark? As Newark, New Jersey. Well, I've, I'm. you see what shade of red I'm turning. Because all of these years, mm-hmm. uh, those of us across the border, uh-huh. across the Mason-Dixon line. Right. <laughs> is that where it is? Uh, in the Pennsylvania, uh-huh. uh, we would say Newark. Well, because that is that is how it should be said, because that's how the more well-known Newark is. But fun Delaware fact, yeah. used to be two words, new and arc, wow. and then they put them together, and they were like, let's be a stick in the mud about it. That is a fun fact, and I wonder how many more Delaware fun facts there are, because oh, that one plenty. has got to be at the top. More chickens and people. <laughs> more chickens and people. Still? Come on. Yeah, I know. What's going on out there? Poultry. Well, obviously not having grown up uh, in Delaware, but in close proximity to Wilmington, Delaware, uh-huh. which I realize is different. Yes. I don't want a lot of letters and faxes about this. I understand this is different, but it's a small state, isn't it? Oh, very small. Yes. So I know the scene there a little bit. Okay. <laughs> and in Delaware, they have the great charcoal pit. Yes. Yes, which uh-huh. uh, they have burgers, um, which are okay. Mm-hmm. And the real reason to go is the ice cream. Right. And then the guy that owns it, like, murdered his wife. Well, that's dark, isn't it? (laughs) Hopefully not in a charcoal pit. What is their name, that family? (laughs) God, it was such a big deal when one of those guys murdered his wife. Wow. Yeah. Oh, man. And I think he got off. I I shouldn't say this because I don't know the details. (laughs) We didn't eat at the charcoal pit much, you know, post-murder. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> it tends to keep the customers away. Yeah, but that is it? that is good place for birds. Well, gosh, uh, and murder. I guess murder. <laughs> good place for murder and a black and white shake, <laughs> <laughs> and then go about your business. Um, 
Oh, my goodness. Well, that's well. Uh, what about the uh, DuPonts? They didn't do anything bad, did oh, they? Oh, yeah, no. That guy... <laughs> oh, man, that guy molested all those kids, and he definitely got off. Oh, he definitely Fox got catcher. off. Is that what you know, it was? Uh, I don't know. Wasn't he the DuPont? Was there was he? another one that... <laughs> Is wow. That, I never saw Foxcatcher. Oh, yeah. That's in, in the, at the DuPont estate, I think. Oh, dang. I got to see that. The DuPonts are, you know, lovely chemical people. And, <laughs> you know, there's a long uh, legacy and dynasty of, um, you know, they started uh, making gunpowder. And that caused a lot of deaths. And then, you know, many generations later, one of them was a rapist. Yes. And I hasten to add a proud sponsor of this program. Oh, okay. Well, <laughs> DuPont Chemical. <laughs> Thanks for the chemicals. <laughs> yeah, not up to good stuff. There's problems there. There's a little darkness. There's a little darkness where we're from. I don't know if it's that it's particularly dark or if I'm the type of person that that will be what I uh, the information that I seek out and that's what, note. That's what latches uh, onto the uh, brain in yeah. Sudi Green. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I'm just, I'm always going to point out the murder in the in the large Delaware family. Well, uh, there's a role for you. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's important. I do think that's important. But I did have my problem at the DuPont Hotel in the <gasps> gold ballroom there. Ooh, fancy. Yeah, that's Where right. Where did you fancy. go to high school? Fancy. Uh, at the, uh, in Westchester, Pennsylvania. Oh. One of the uh, one of the finer schools there. So you went across the border we for your the prom. We crossed the border, yeah. Because... In Westchester, there is not a fine establishment like the DuPont Hotel. Not enough murderers. Not enough murderers <laughs> to acquire a <laughs> hotel of that magnitude. That's right. I said, I want this to be dirty money. Wherever we're, wherever we're going, as, uh, as uh, on the prom committee, that was my contribution. But uh, where was your prom? Do you have a nice one? Oh, my prom was at the waterfront in Wilmington. My town is about 20 minutes away from Wilmington. The riverfront. Riverfront. Yeah. I don't know. It was a big, like, kind of... Com- it was nice. It was actually very nice. It was surprisingly nice considering how shitty my high school was. Yeah. They really turned it out at the end. Oh, you see? Yeah. I think all of the moms who kind of didn't really care about their kids' education, like, really cared about the prom, you know? <laughs> we all have uh, different uh, things that we focus on. Exactly. And we all have different skills that, you know, we have and mm-hmm. are good at. Some people, so, it's, you know, AP classes, and some people, it's good pictures. Yeah. And now, that's did, okay. That is, it takes all kinds. <laughs> it takes all kinds. Now, uh, I don't know if this happened for you, but I was thinking about the prom in advance of our conversation and thinking how even when, now I'm older, but when I was there, the DJs would play things from like 30 to what, like from the 50s, mm-hmm. you know, and it was always a little bit like, well, we just want that brass monkey music. Yeah, honey. What's with <laughs> Watch Give me that brass monkey. Earth Angel. Nothing against oh, Earth Angel. But did uh, they do that too? There were some older DJs is what I'm saying. I got to say that our DJ, whatever he was playing was the perfect music to like bang your butt against some like, you know, 17-year-old's <laughs> chub. Like it was, it was, my proms were very turnt as the kids would say. Yes. They were lit. There was <laughs> lots a of, lot. Lots of chubs. There was a lot of chubs <laughs> happening. I okay. I shouldn't be saying this, but my friends and I used to have a competition. Oh yeah, 
like to see like who could get the most like chubs going like these poor boys and like you know this was the night and they were our canvas and we were going to paint on them and then the next day we would not speak to them again it was really wow it was really a moment but we were just you know we 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 realized the power of our sexuality and it was to the windows to the walls you know <laughs> to the sweat drop down my balls wow wow and and for those uh, just t- uh, tuning into popular culture uh-huh. a chub is like a ha- a half uh, yeah, uh, half a boner yeah 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 it's about it's about uh, i would say what you call a semi or yeah. or you know maybe it's a full and it's just through pants oh it can be a full through pants well, then it feels like a chub. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> ah, I know what you're saying there. <laughs> Just push them to the edge. <laughs> Those poor kids. Those poor boys. You know, it, I just think high school is so funny because, I mean, I was a woman at about 12, you know, oh, just really? developmentally speaking. <laughs> yes. I really, I really had, um, I was an early developer and I felt. Good for you. Yeah. You know, I, I don't think that gets start. enough uh, like appreciation. Thank Good you for you. so much. Yeah, yeah. You know. On the I, fast track to maturity. Absolutely. Yeah. And, um, and on the fast track to baggy shirts, <laughs> you know, for most of my time. And it's so funny, like the difference in just guys and girls, like even all the way to 18, just like I was Shakira. I mean, like, you know, I was hips don't lie. And like, I mean, I'm going to brag, but like, you know, me and my friend Janan, she was half Indian. I'm half Iranian. We were like exotic beauties bitch and like you know i'm wearing a short sleeve shirt with a tie you know this is what i wear to church like that's what we were dealing with and you know god bless yeah sure. and we open their worlds uh, yeah it's, uh, it sounds like it <laughs> <laughs> they're a new arc what was the theme of the prom we don't have to spend the whole the whole time on the prom but i'm just wondering oh god i don't know I don't know. I think it you were was... focused on other things. Yeah, yeah, I was focused. Um, I think it was like Paris night or something, oh, a lovely. night in Paris. But maybe that's a lie. I don't know. Who knows? They also didn't get their shit together to elect a prom queen until that night. Oh. So then it was like a free for all of like just write down who you want to be prom queen, like at the prom. And I was like, there's no nomination system or whatever. So then, because I knew nobody knew about the voting mm-hmm. because it was just like two moms at a desk. Yeah. I just rigged it so that my friend Olivia would win. And I just told everybody, just go over there and vote for Olivia for prom queen. And then they did it. And there was five votes. And all five of them were for Olivia. <laughs> and that's why Hillary lost. <laughs> Absolutely. You know, because people didn't show up. That's and right. And vote for Olivia. <laughs> and vote for Olivia really would have swung it for it. I think so. I think so, too. And I'm I'm so, uh, you know, small towns, population, cities, we oh, need yeah. people like you. Thank you. You know, get out there and see that the thing is disorganized and shoot right through the middle. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Take advantage of the disorder. That's right. Which I'm always there to do. If you raise a few chubs along the way. So be it. So I'm doing be God's it. work. So be it. Send them to church. <laughs> they also, uh, do you get into uh, crystals at all, Sudi? Oh, not no, not much. You have any mystical experiences there? A new arc? Um, uh, mystical experiences. Well, I would say that I'm an uh, I, I'm a hardcore non-mystical person. Indeed. Maybe I just am not a sponge for the mysticism to come to me. Yeah. But I think my my mom tells a story about um. 
she wanted us to have a sense of community, even though we didn't go to church. So mm-hmm. she took us to the Unitarian Church, and then they broke out the crystals, and that was when she was like, "You know what? Maybe we don't come back." <laughs> <laughs> moment for her. I didn't know they used crystals in the Unitarian. Well, I think that this they were. One. This particular one was like. We're all things. And if you want to come up and talk about like Judaism, that's cool. And if you want to come up and talk about how rocks cured your cancer, then that's cool. And I think like my mom, you know, she wasn't she wasn't ready to be accepting too far, too far, which, you know, I respect her for. And, uh, you know, but they do have a terrific uh, uh, mini mini mineral museum. However you say that word, uh-huh. mineralogy? A mineral museum. <laughs> mineralogy, something in Newark. They have a great uh, museum there, I think, on the campus. Oh, do they? I, I don't know. <laughs> Never went over there. I went to one in Laramie, Wyoming, and they uh-huh. had a little section in the back, and I th- it's underwhelming. Let's uh-huh. just say that. And you press a button, and for about 10 seconds, a black light comes on. All the light, all the rocks change color, just in Ooh. a little thing. Exactly. Because of the black light. Because of the black light. Because there's semen on them? <laughs> That's right. It's uh, just a kid's dorm. <laughs> Had some rocks out. Now that I think of it, that is what it was. And I, I, I regret paying the admission fee, quite honestly. <laughs> a terrible cafe. Anyway, now uh, you say your family is Iranian, half Iranian? You yeah, are I got half a, Iranian. I got a white daddy. A white Ooh, dad. Ooh, not to brag. I, I got know. a white daddy, honey. Listen, good for you. Yeah, <laughs> they're I mean, they're really on the rise. Yeah, right, right now. Really, I got in there right <laughs> yeah. when I needed to. Is there a significant Iranian American population oh, in Newark? No, no I oh, wouldn't think no. so. As you said, you were an exotic, uh, oh, like a crystal. A, yes, a jasmine. You know, <laughs> jasmine. in a field full of rocks. <laughs> um, you know, just vaguely Polish rocks. Um, no, there's no it's pretty, Iranians. It's pretty accurate. <laughs> there's no Iranians, and I will say that, like. A sonar, you know, my mom found the U-boats that were other Iranian families in, you know, the 10-mile radius of us and somehow found them. And to this day, to this day, if you are an Iranian person and you move to the greater Newark area, my mom will find you and she will befriend you and you will come over for a barbecue. And I think that's beautiful. Like, there was always just like a rotating new new person not a lot of iranians but the ones that came through that's very persian though you know it's there's a shared cultural experience of hospitality is like number one and being very welcoming and like you know we're all brothers and sisters absolutely and uh, you know in los angeles there is a a great population of iranians and that little tarantulas i think is what it's called and i spent some time there in westwood and things and my goodness you got the kebab and you had a nice little koresh and some tea at the end for your digestion and it was very nice for that one on air sir that's right. My goodness. <laughs> I was transported there all of a sudden. Yes. With the bread made in the oven. Oh, yes. Slapping it up there. Yes. There's oh. fun. You have to take the bread and you have to throw it because you are so oppressed in your country. You have to throw it it's, onto the wall. It's that oppression that gives it that good flavor, though, isn't it? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. That's why they spend so much time chopping the herbs. <laughs> That's right. Because they're waiting for freedom. 
Um, Do you put a lot of oppression in your cooking? Oh, no. I'm very privileged. <laughs> it's bland. Very bland. <laughs> it's very bland. Awful taste. I order stuff. in, actually, because yes. I'm that privileged. Sure. But, you know, Absolutely. I get it just brought to my house. Not a lot of... Yeah, I did not grow up in an environment with a lot of Iranians. And when I meet other Iranians and I tell them I'm from, I grew up in Delaware, it, they're like baffled. Like, they, they have nothing. What do you mean? No point of reference? What do you mean? Not <laughs> Long Island, LA, or DC, right. or Toronto? How did, what, how did how, you make it? How? Where there were no good restaurants, there were no good parties. And I'm like, yes, and yes. Like, no good restaurants, no good parties. You're right. I'm sad. It's just the one place with the murderer and his ice cream. And other yeah. than that. We do have a murder burger chain, though. A That's murderer burger them. chain? Yeah. yeah. Charcoal yes, pit. yes, of course. I thought there was another one. Not yet. <laughs> There's still time. <laughs> Those things get passed down, don't they? Well, you're known for your great comedic stylings, oh, if not for your cooking. Thank you. And uh, you work over there at 30 Rock. For the mm-hmm. Saturday Night Live program, yes, uh, which uh, we wish them well. But I also know that you do a lot of things with UCB, uh-huh. and uh, we've had a few of your other uh, uh, gang from the what is it, Osfug? Yes, OSFUG. That... Yeah, there it is. <laughs> you got to spell it out. Uh, every time I see it, I say Osfug, and then I feel like it's a bad word, and then I look at it again and think, what does it really stand for? And I then I know. just I give up, and then I think, well, maybe next week I'll go to the show. It's like, oh yeah, I mean, it, if you go to the show, then you find out what it stands for. Actually, I don't know what it stands for. Um, something, something, something. I, no, I have no idea what it stands for. That's okay. Let it be uh, open, you know. Let That's it what be, I am. yeah. Uh, but it is a, a s- improv group. Sketch group. Sketch group. Sketch group. Oh, gosh. this is. I'm so sorry. It's okay. I know the difference, and I know how much that uh, can hurt a person to call it the wrong thing. Well, you know, it doesn't hurt me except for the um, <laughs> writing and the rehearsals. Yes. No, I know. Sketch is very different. <laughs> sketch is very different. And I have found, I've, I've worked with sketch groups and that kind of mm-hmm. thing, and uh, my wife and I had a show for a long time. Ooh, but um, uh, when I was with the sketch group, I, I then... Okay, but I also took the improv classes, right? And I found I was better suited to sketch as opposed to improv because mm-hmm. I don't care about the rules and the game, and mm-hmm. uh, I like making a funny situation and learning it and doing it. And you're so good at it. Well, thank you. You and the wife had a skit show. Was it skits or sketches, or was it sketches? <laughs> Well, we'd pepper in a little bit of everything, wasn't there? <laughs> we did some songs, and then uh-huh. we did some stories about oh, our lives. And then uh, we'd, mm-hmm. sometimes we'd be hosting a variety show, so we'd bring different acts up and things Ooh, and la, then la. talk about it. It was a very full and comprehensive experience that uh, still was enjoyed by few. I so love it. Nothing's changed. Uh, give me variety. <laughs> you know, movies, yeah. it's one story the whole time. Snooze. Ugh. Fast forward. Sometimes pass. for two hours. It's too much. Give me 45 minutes and make it change constantly. I am glad that I think we're out of the three-hour movie uh, stretch that we were in. Oh, yeah. but The I, rings I, and all those things. I know. I take it back. I do love a three-hour movie. Get out of here. I do because <laughs> I, think, I think I like to live in it. I don't know. I love a big, long – I don't like short stories. I'm a sketch comedian, yeah. and I, could, I don't know if I could ever write anything that was longer than six minutes, but – God, do I love an epic nov. Interesting. Interesting. (laughs) 
I do yeah. think that there's something to that because you are living in the world when you're writing the sketch. So while it right. may only exist for uh, three minutes, six minutes, mm-hmm. what, what have you, uh, you do spend a lot of time in those I characters, like, invested, imagining the world. So it does make sense I like to me. worlds. I yes. like to yes. I like to point out a specific community and then just throw you with the knowledge that I have acquired or implied i like joke bags you know i like to be like oh like long island moms or like oh um suburban moms or oh chicago moms <laughs> just be like ba, 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 detail 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 because to me i like to write characters but yeah. i'm also a very gamey person you know game oh, yeah. as we know yeah. game everybody game knows will, game. game within the comedy uh, thing it's like a set of rules set of rules i and... find that's more appealing to just personally mm-hmm. than than the game although i like identifying the thing mm-hmm. i'm not very good at it uh-huh. maybe that's what it is well i think maybe everybody I like that's it. funny plays game they just don't know it mm-hmm. game is you know when yeah. you find an unusual thing and you repeat it and it's why sketches aren't i'm saying this for the viewers yeah. uh, the viewers of the podcast <laughs> yes. which is why sketches aren't just a bunch of uh, weird random things there are a bunch of weird random things that all kind of make sense together so right. i think as somebody who likes to write characters, but also likes um, comes from like that UCB world, I think like finding worlds and character worlds, and then just hitting you with details about their lives. Any form, anytime I come up with an idea that fits in that group, I'm just like, great, let's just do it. Let's do the voice. Let's write the thing. Yeah, well, I'm I'm there with you. I I like the idea of joke bags. I love a joke bag. Yep. God, I love a joke bag. And when you find a good one, oh, oh yeah, oh. baby, Turn you're in the out. bag. <laughs> yeah. And yep. sometimes you're in the joke bag and you think, wow, this is a big bag full of jokes. And then nobody even wanted that bag. And so then the whole time they're like, we are not on board for this observation. <laughs> and I'm like, what? Well, <laughs> that's what it takes, though, doesn't it? It's careful attention to things, uh, watching what uh, what uh, rhythms of people, <laughs> watching their behaviors, how they. Because you do a lot of characters. As you, I mean, yeah. what comes out of these bags are characters. All, uh-huh. all to, I mean, right. within jokes and stories and all mm-hmm. that. But um, do you find you other than moms? Uh, from different <laughs> cities. Uh, are you... <laughs> That's most of it. <laughs> are you drawn to certain things that you, you or is there oh, an yeah. observation that uh, you might share? Well, I, I mean, it sounds vague, but what I like is specific women. I like pushy. I think I think I was always kind of um, I was always kind of like a confident gal like a young sort of go-getter and always a little bit kind of being taught like "Ooh, don't you're too much you know and I was you know I was too much but I I liked always observing like <laughs> like adult women who were like this is my personality you know and I I think I like strive towards that and also I think like you know growing up in the suburbs I was just surrounded by women who were in charge of things, you know, whether it was like a bake sale or a a pool event for the community (laughs) pool or just like, you know, my my eye doctor who took over for another eye doctor who stole his kids. So um, it's a dark place. It's a dark place. It's a dark place. So I think that that and I still love that. Like I love I loved big little lies, just like Reese Witherspoon, just like walking in her little heels and being like, Renata, Renata Klein, you know, just like saying, 
ooh, I love that energy. There's like, there's a specific way, I think, because like women don't start wars. And so there's just like a specific way that like a woman can look at you and just tear down your person. Yes. You know, yeah. that that mean girl thing that never really goes away. And even if you don't tap into it because you're, you know, woke, that mean girl thing is always there. Yeah. And you can tap into it when you need to. When you're like, yes. I'm going to dress you down as a person. Right. Yes, I've been on the receiving end of that. So I'm, Ooh, uh, if, I mean, I'm. Anybody a, with a I'm wife has. It. Anybody it. with a wife it's has. It's amazing. It's like just a, a, like a fillet knife. It's a superpower. Right up to your sternum. Yeah. And then poof, just spills it can, out. It's just a kamikaze situation. Yeah. And it brings also, up everything. Oh, yeah. And it's that feeling of like, you've been seeing me. Like, you know, like, I see you. Like, every guy that I've ever had a relationship <laughs> with, I'm like, dude. By the way, I know your deal better than you, and mm-hmm. I can whip that out if I need to. <laughs> I try not to, you know, because I also have learned that nobody ever wants, nobody really wants the mirror held up to them. <laughs> That's it, isn't it? That's it. Because all the things that we don't like, not all the things, but a lot of things yeah. we don't like in other people are the things we don't like in ourselves. Absolutely. And we see it on display, and it's just, mm-hmm. oh, I can't stand to be with that person. Yeah. Well, guess what? You are that person. You are that person. Me, I love a very magnifying mirror, but it's to pluck my eyebrows. It's therapeutic. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And also to see my character flaws. (laughs) As I get older, I get really wild eyebrow hairs. It's real fun. I got one off my ear the other day. Oh, does your wife pluck them? Uh, No. No. You do it? Uh, I do it. Oh, God. Yeah. I I love to pluck a man's hairs. (laughs) Well, she just uh, go to town. You know, I'll have you come over sometime. Uh, she's away a lot. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and these hairs are growing. Uh, one thing, uh, maybe they ought to call it New Dark, Delaware. <laughs> oh, yes. But two, uh, are there characters, though, that you've identified, maybe put out into the world, put into mm-hmm. one of your many video programs, um, a sketch of, mm-hmm. wh- of what kind? Maybe you've articulated on a program or something that you are you would – not want that person to see if you went back to to Delaware. Mm-hmm. Are you nervous because you've picked up on one of, like your eye doctor or whoever, that you've made it made a little too close and you would mm-hmm. never do the, like you'd be nervous? I would say that the one person that I do, uh, a character that I do, that that's heavily based on my friend's mom, she would love it. <laughs> she good. would freaking love it. She would just like... God, she, I mean, just a real character, and she would just love it. So I don't think that I have anybody. And my mom has always said to me, you know, I, I do my mother, even though she doesn't even, like, really talk like that. Um, but, you know, I do my mom's uh, exaggerated Iranian accent. And even she has said, anything that I do, that, uh, she can take. <laughs> I don't care. I told her, you can make fun of me. She does not talk like that. <laughs> she's been in this country for a long time but I lie because yep. it's funnier <laughs> well. <laughs> well on this program as we have already done we, we look for comedy in dark places and right. I, whenever I'm writing or I'm mm-hmm. thinking about stuff uh, I always I found when I'm kind of improvising a character to start or if I sit, catch myself in the mirror plucking something mm-hmm. I go into this character I always start as a failure a kind of exact <laughs> Aspirated <laughs> failure. What do you think that's about, Sudi? 
well, do you want me to hold the mirror up to you or not? We just met. I just, I find I can't always write happy. It's yeah. not where I start. I got to like dig out of uh-huh. a hole or something. I think it's about what you want. I honestly do think it's about what you want to confront about yourself, like, or what you find funny. Like, I think that some people find like very specific idiots funny yes. or failures, or maybe the failure is not an idiot. I like pushy people and because I'm pushy and I'm too much. And so I like to write characters that are um, I love people with um, unjustified confidence. Yes. And like, um, you know, those characters that uh, on Portlandia that Fred Armisen and Carrie Brownstein do that are just like, there's a dog tied up, you know, like they're like that brunch couple and like they're really being self-righteous about like the dog. And then you see that their baby is tied up. I just love people that are. God, so self-righteous for no reason. Because I think that's me. And maybe you're afraid that one day you won't be the success that you are. (laughs) And so you like to write failures. We've really gotten to it, haven't we? (laughs) (laughs) We're right there. My God, what about boundaries? Probably Uh also a part of that, of your thing. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. My thing, too, but differently. Because yeah. the, uh, people with loose or permeable uh-huh. boundaries or no respect for the other person's yeah. boundaries. Yeah, or like people that think they're a big deal. And yeah. so they don't think boundaries apply to them. Which I think is like a little bit my fantasy of of what I could do in my life. Yeah. Which is just, oh, God, the rules don't apply to me, baby. Oh, that, that'll get you pretty far you know, just at this like current moment. My whole life is TSA pre-check. Just like... <laughs> Bring me to the line. <laughs> Get my bags. I love TSA PreCheck. I'm not a member, and I really should do it. Oh, my gosh. It is so worth it. If you get there at the right time when you can go into the uh, little box and give them your paperwork, oh, do it. Oh, you do know, it. don't you have to go to LaGuardia on a day that you're not flying, though? You know what? Go to San Francisco or Los Angeles or one of these places because they have their open more. And there's uh-huh. always a place. LaGuardia, okay, it's like well, between 8 tip. and 8.30. Right. Well, I'm in the security line between uh-huh. there anyway. Uh-huh. Uh, but go over there because it's worth it. And I just breeze through. You There's think I take off my shoes? No. No. The belt stays on. Thank Honey, you. the belt stays on. Uh, that is the moment where I feel like men really should start wearing leggings more. Because that's why you got to wear leggings to the airport, honey. Well, you know what I was looking up is the jumpers. That night's oh, yeah, uh, Rachel good. Antonoff uh, velvet <gasps> jumper. Oh, I love Rachel Antonoff. Sure. You've got to get green. that velour jumper. Yeah. That's a good mustard color, too. <laughs> it is a good We all know the one I'm talking about. <laughs> we do. <laughs> Sometimes when I'm writing, Judy, I also find, or when I'm acting with someone, which mm-hmm. is not uh, frequently, but uh, when someone hits on something that is so true. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you'll be doing this and you'll be writing for jokes, but you'll be doing a character and there'll be absolutely that person. And it is like a conjuring. Mm-hmm. And and that makes me, uh, when I get too close to that third rail of the truth, mm-hmm. I'm either very emotionally susceptible and I get very weepy mm-hmm. or I crack up. Right. And I just cannot. And those two things are very close for me. Uh, I laughed at the wedding, you know. Uh (laughs) Right. Oh, yes. Laugh away from a tear. Always. Yes. Yeah. Uh, But does that that, um, happen for you? Do you crack up on stage? I do. No, 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 I don't. I don't. I don't like cracking up. Um, I don't. I don't like it. I. You don't like watching it? You don't like doing it? I. Okay, you know, it's a dichotomy because before I worked on SNL, I was like one of those people, I think mostly because I just liked the sound of my 
complaint with being like, wow, that breaks the reality and blah, blah, blah. And like now, you know, you don't want people to break during your sketch. But then you kind of do sometimes because it kind of <laughs> helps. <laughs> I audience like your sketch a little bit more if the people are having fun, but I'm mumbling it so then I'm not really saying it. <laughs> so, but I would say when I'm on stage, I really try not to crack up because I... I think, I think that, what am I trying to say here? I like it when a piece takes itself seriously. Not that it is, you know, trying to be too intelligent or tell you something, you know, or preach to you. But I like it when all of the theatrical elements are there because I'm a theater nerd and I like when it's, it's costumes that are good and, uh, you know, there was a lighting cue and that there was music that came in. You know, give me production elements. And UCB, yes. you know, all of these are minimal. And I think even doing the minimal is gorgeous and wonderful. Give me a lighting cue, honey. Give me give me yeah. the music coming in and give me real performance because, honey... Let me tell you a secret about the comedy community. It's a lot of guys who went to engineering school who didn't want to do theater school because they were afraid to be called gay. And so then they went to comedy. And then there are a bunch of women who have BFAs and can sing opera and, you know, play the harp and tap dance. And they went to comedy because they were like, oh, wow, I have some control when I do comedy and I can be funny and not over-sexualized or the ingenue or whatever. And so there are all these... This is a huge generalization. This is a huge generalization. But this is my theory, is that there are a lot of women and other people that have theater training and aren't afraid to bring that element to sketch. And then, I'm going to generalize, some dudes, I think, who don't have that training because they went to school for blah, blah, blah. And... uh yeah, I mean, I think that there's a there's a dichotomy there, and I think UCB does a good job of making people who don't come from a theater background like respect theater. That was a big generalization about yeah. men and women that yeah. I don't really endorse, but, but I said it. <laughs> okay. Well, I think that helps define, uh, especially the UCB thing, because I do think they balance, uh, and mm-hmm. by balance I mean they accept payment for mm-hmm. people taking the classes, and then those people come through there. Right. And some of those uh, people, <laughs> those yeah. people, uh, are not good. Yeah. Uh, some of them are flawed individuals, mm-hmm. actually. Um, and I've taken the classes, so I speak with some authority, and mm-hmm. you see them get up, and you're like, I, why, why, how did you get here? Mm-hmm. Just as a person. How did you get to this age even? Uh Um, Because they have no idea how to interact, let alone be theatrical, let alone be funny. But uh, And so there's a little bit of a feeder thing with UCB, though. I think they do a good job of editing out Mm -hmm. and the good stuff rises to the top by and large. Yes. Well, I think that's why they make it competitive. So that you to in order to stick around. And that's the same way with anything that is hard to do. Yeah. You know, if you wanted to be a lawyer or if you wanted to get your PhD, it takes a long time to get there. And if um, you want stage time at a big theater in the city, most of the time it takes a while to get there or Maybe you're just a star. Um, (laughs) That baby, we cannot quantify. Um, Yeah, I think that's why they make it hard. And I also think that when you are coming up um, in any profession, but especially comedy, because there's not a straight up 
escalator. You know, there's not yeah. a, a UCB is a course of study, but there's not there's not a set path that you sort of to succeed have to either be incredibly self-aware or um, ambitious and a natural star. You know, like I feel like people don't like to say that, but there are some people with raw talent who can yep. just be their absolute selves or I feel like I fell more in the second category where I was like, I'm going to study and really look at my work and be a little bit the hardest on my work and have my own bar, my own standards, because I did a lot of performing in shitty bars and shitty basements. Yeah. And the bar there wasn't very high, but because I had set my own high bar because I wanted to be undeniably funny, especially because I felt like. Well, I'm a girl, and so I got a little bit more to prove, you know, back back in the day. Yes, yeah. Uh, I think that that kind of me being self-aware and wanting that, um, being kind of the hardest on my piece, uh, when I got to the point where, you know, I was in UCB classes or I was performing more on bigger stages, then you get that really great feedback. But you're not going to get that f- yeah. great feedback starting out. You kind of have to be your own teacher you have to say okay well maybe that hit but that was because everybody in this room did garbage and i did something that was a little bit better than garbage and that's why that was good in that room but what can i do to make that absolutely not garbage yes and maintain that that. sense does that make sense yes it does it does i think you kind of have to be hard on yourself in the beginning i'm just speaking about my experience that was my experience i'm I'm taking away from that is that uh uh, you brought to you to to the uh, journey Mm -hmm. some real standards some real um ways to make sure that you were doing good work no matter where you were trying it wasn't just based on the context and that right and then you know now i've learned the most I ever could have learned in such a short amount of time at SNL. But to get to that point, you kind of have to be a little bit of a self-discipliner. Absolutely. Yeah. And what was the uh, uh, theater training you had? Art school or something? Well, I went to NYU for dramatic writing. Oh, one of yeah. the NYU club. Uh-huh, one okay. of the club. Yeah. And that was great. And I, But, I mean, you know, they didn't teach us how to be funny. No. They just, <laughs> you know, I, so. Yeah. You and then I was a already. I was a UCB girl. I was there. You know, I took my first class when I was like eighteen. Oh, that's yeah. early. It was, yeah. But that, see, I find that with a lot of the people that I've talked to from NYU, when you're here, you kind of knew, and it's maybe in your mm-hmm. general age yeah. range that uh, it was a thing. It was a known thing. Yeah. You could go and do it, and so you did it. Yeah. There Whereas was, if you, my day, that we didn't have it. They came up later, mm-hmm. and uh, or roughly the same time, that kind of thing. Yeah. Um, but it was an emphasis. At NYU, I think, good and bad, that your career, in quotes, was starting then. Yeah. You know, right. you're fresh, you're 18 and you're in New York and get that internship, baby. I think there's good and bad to that. I also think there's a lot to be said to, like, developing in a beautiful liberal arts cocoon. But, you know, I could talk about that forever. <laughs> <laughs> well, as far as I can see, the folks that I've talked to, uh, having had that extra launch, are mm-hmm. doing fine. Yeah. A lot of the NYU people, they say, well, I, you, you know, the people that are out there now. Mm-hmm. You get a head start. You get a head start on you all the things you're talking start. about. Yeah. You know, get, get more time in there. Yeah. I mean, 18, I wasn't performing in bars. Yeah. Was I? 
Come on, <laughs> little goose. Now that I think about it, you there was some early goof? performance art forays that uh, <laughs> were held in some questionable places. So maybe I have been at this a lot longer than I think. Well, uh, it's great. When it happens, when things are happening for us. Mm -hmm. And it's uh, fun to have a little bit of success. It is fun. I hear. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> the little that I have. Uh -huh. I, oh, God, the Zara outfits I buy. <laughs> is that it's a really treat? what it's going is that a for. Treat? Yeah, it's going Zara's towards Zara. My, my, yeah. my paycheck is all to Zara. Oh, yeah. Listen, mine's going to those jumpsuits. <laughs> Rachel Antonoff, honey. <laughs> there need to be more male jumpsuits. Um Speaking of uh, dressing up, uh, finding ourselves, mm -hmm. doing things this time of year, something we're all thinking about, mm -hmm. uh, the afterlife. Yes. And what, what's going to happen there? You you think about that at all? No. <laughs> well, good, because no, that don't. wasn't really the question yeah. I had. The question was about Halloween. Oh, How's spooky, scary. Eve is uh, around the corner for us. And are you like me, Sudi? Do you find the gruesome masks off-putting? Yes. Yeah. What's going on? I don't like going into the Halloween superstores. No. One, there's a little fella that's always dressed up like Wolverine, and that's confusing for me because it's a kind of half-assed Wolverine, and I don't I, go for it. It's what, mm -hmm. we're, what we've been talking about. Mm -hmm. Bring the level of production. You're in the Halloween store. Yeah. I want to believe you're Hugh Jackman, even if we you're five. We want the verite, honey. Yeah. Give us the verite. <laughs> Give us right. the Measley brothers. Okay? I want a world. I'm in a world. I'm in a world. I want a world. I agree. I feel that Halloween is um, really an opportunity for everybody to be an artist yes. and an actor and commit, honey. Just Absolutely. Commit. But I do get scared when you see the t wolf and the teeth, uh, the, yeah. the latex mask. Oh, no. The blood. Halloween like has never been about horror for me. No. Halloween has been about fantasy and like getting yes. my gig. You know yeah. what I mean? I, I, don't, I don't like horror. No. I don't like it. I don't enjoy being scared because no. little thing about uh, me is that when I am scared, I believe I'm going to die. There's no, like when I'm on a roller coaster and you go into yes. that free fall, there's no part of me that isn't convinced that I'm plummeting to my death. Yes. I'm imagining scenarios the entire time. I can't separate. Thrown out. Being thrown out of there. I can't separate. Yeah. Yeah. No, and it's embarrassing now, like, you know, now that I'm an adult and I really don't want to go to Fright Night, you know, I yeah. really... No, I don't no. like those things at all. That We went on a couple, talk about down there in Pennsylvania, uh -huh. they have like hay rides and then they'll have teens and oh, masks yeah. and jumping out from the Absolutely. actual trees and it's actually dark and you're actually on a path. No, thank you. No, thank you. I don't like That it. is not fun for me. No. <laughs> no. Oh my God, no. Also, because like as a woman, you are often you know avoiding a dark path and men jumping out at you, and suddenly it's okay. Yes, honey, not in this climate. <laughs> no. Okay, I don't no. need any men coming at me from the dark in these times. No, that's why I'd rather go to Ricky's. Yeah, girl, go to Ricky's. It's just makeup and. Uh, that's what I want. Slutty animals. Oh God, that's what I want. <laughs> that's what I want. I want a reason to buy a new wig. Yeah. And kind of just be, I always end up like dressing like a pop star because I think that's like my ultimate fantasy. <laughs> like I've been Adele. That's so I'm going nice. to be Ariana Grande for the second time this year. Wow. Well, she has a few different phases too. That's really Yeah. Nice. I'm going to be big pants Ariana Grande this time. Oh. Last time I was leotard Ariana Grande. Is she the one that was propped up on the stool recently? 
Oh, I don't know. Was she propped or up on a stool? Or is that Demi Lovato? I, I don't. I think it's Ariana Grande. It's an impossible picture of her on a stool. Oh, I haven't seen that, but uh, I would love to talk about the differences between Ariana Grande and Demi Lovato. But I guess that's another <laughs> podcast. <laughs> that's a two-hour. That's a three-hour epic. That's right. <laughs> the Venn diagram. I do think if animals uh, knew what we think of them at Halloween, they'd be pretty mortified. <laughs> yeah. You know. Who looks at a Pomeranian and says, I think I could sex that up. I'd fuck that. I could improve on that. (laughs) Oh, my God. You're so right. I think that dogs maybe are just in general embarrassed that they have to poop and pee outside. I know. Right. You know, I don't. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. No. Sorry. Not for me. (laughs) Certain dogs love it. Certain dogs get off on the pooping outside. You can tell. Yeah. But then some of these little dogs, you can tell they're just like shivering and they're like, they expect me to pee here? The little prancers. Everybody's <laughs> watching. No, by all means, why don't you do it just right next to me? Why don't you take a shit on the fucking sidewalk in front of Bergdorf's? I can't be seen doing this. I'm a, I have a very recognizable coat. What's the sexiest animal, do you think? <laughs> oh, cats. Cats. cats are horny. Big cats, little cats. Any cat, <laughs> I mean, cat like, is in not, its body. Not like real little cats. No, like any, like like a house cat. A cat is yeah. in its body. Yeah. You know, yeah. it's living, it's slinking. It has a certain fluid energy. Absolutely. And I think all cats are just like lesbians. They all come all the time. <laughs> they have great sex all the time. And they are just, they see another cat and they're like, we're going to have great sex. That is a generalization. Yep. Again, okay. God, I'm making these generalizations. No, and then I'm adding caveats to them. But I think in in these times, yep. we need it. Yep. You know, cats are <laughs> gay. That's what I'm saying. Cats are lesbians. <laughs> <laughs> and you find that attractive. I find it attractive. Yes. I think that cats are, you know, have you ever seen the musical Cats? Twice have the album. It's oh, one yeah. of my favorite theater, theatrical experiences. And of you all know time. the part when the cats all just lay down on the ground together. Yes, this is a real part in Cats, <laughs> where one song is done and they get a little sexy and yeah. they all just kind of go onto the ground together and they're maybe sleeping, but also probably yeah. f- fingering. <laughs> <laughs> Pawing, I think. They're pawing. <laughs> and it's sexual. I don't, don't want to break the spell. But yes, that show is a lot sexier than I remembered. It's so sexy. <laughs> I understand why it spoke to me as a child. And I went to go and see it as an adult. Thought, oh my gosh. Oh my God. Bombolina is really doing it, yeah. uh, whatever her name is. They're all ha. Bombolina. Ha. Who yes. Well. <laughs> mm, mm. So you're going to do uh, the pop star. Uh, I'm going to go as an old ghost. I went as the Casper the Friendly Ghost was one of my earliest ones. Uh, But I like that middle ground because I'm a Libra. I like Mm -hmm. being right in there, balanced out. So that's my Halloween uh, thing. Um, There's always somebody with like a conceptual costume Mm -hmm. or a pun. Oh, yeah, a pun. Not for me. I don't don't like puns and I'm bad at them. Yeah. I'm bad at wordplay. I wouldn't think to then invent a whole costume based around that. No. I'm sometimes a little jealous that I haven't thought of that because I think that's clever. I think, you know, that is like the level of funny of like, you know, the funny teacher. 
you know, in our everyday lives. Or like the person that just is fun to be around in the office in Westchester or in Newark. And we need those people. Absolutely. And that that brings joy to people's lives. And and let them be their deviled eggs. Sure. God freaking bless. (laughs) God freaking bless. You're a little egg and you're wearing devil horns. I get it. Yeah. Yeah. Clever. And I'm trying to think of another example, but I can't because I'm bad at wordplay. <laughs> I know. I'm the same thing. You know what else I don't like? What? When people dress up with uh, current events things of actual monsters and think it's funny. Oh, yeah. Like Sarah Palin and a moose or, or whatever. Or Harvey Weinstein. No. Or any of these things. Don't. Don't dress don't do as it. Harvey Weinstein. I remember while they had the Osama bin Laden. I thought, what? What are you? No. No, no one wants to see that. No I'm one out wa- there to have a good time. Don't. Dress as Harvey Weinstein and don't use Weinstein as a verb. Oh my gosh. I've no. been hearing that. No. Nope. Don't do nope. it. Nope. Don't do it. Nope. There's no common sense sometimes. What would Angelina Jolie say? She would be disappointed in you. She's lovely in person. Isn't Have you she? met Angelina? I've seen her. God. Very thin, though. Very thin. Oh, the, aren't they all? I guess. But I, sometimes it still strikes me. <laughs> I'm like, wow. That's. I, <laughs> I would be it's enormous shocking. on screen. It's I would shocking. just fill the whole screen. That's yeah. what I think. It's shocking because they look nor- normal. I mean, they look thin, but they look normal, normal. on TV. Quote unquote normal. And it's true yes. what they say the camera adds. That's what I mean. I just and would so, fill therefore, it. we subtract. Yeah. <laughs> A but movie God of bless them. God bless them. Uh, good. They're doing something. You ever go to the SNL costume shop and think, well, I could take that with me? Maybe put a little something <laughs> oh, in the shop. Oh, God. I wish. I wish. There's <laughs> such. Artists, I'm just like blown away all the time about what they bring together and create. And like, they just really make us look good because I go in there and I'm like, well, you know, maybe she works at McDonald's and then suddenly there's a McDonald's costume. Bear. No, that's a horrible example, but they really are so good. And I, I don't. No, I right. would never if it's take. it's a mice family or something, then they Oh, God, that wasn't that great, yeah. Terrific. Well, uh, you know, I think there's one idea for people out there, if they're still searching for a Halloween uh, costume, there's a picture of you and Sean Spicer at the Emmys <laughs> uh, giving some terrific side-eye. And I think if somebody wants to go a sooty side-eye, Oh yeah! Sean Please, they could. Please go. I can't. Be- I had no idea that they were taking that picture. That is not. I saw him. That was, that was my reaction. Genuine reaction. And yeah. it was that picture was. And I even remember kind of seeing a flash, and <laughs> as I was seeing him, and then kind of in, in the back of my like pretty drunk brain at that time, being like, "Wow, I hope I didn't end up in that picture." <laughs> well, whatever. Hi, Shailene Woodley. You know, like just she's terrific. <laughs> we love <laughs> so often, that's how I get out of tough situations. Thanks. <laughs> just say hi, Shailene Woodley. <laughs> yeah. In any situation, and you know what? Anywhere. She's often there. <laughs> Grocery store. Oh, yeah. Gas station. Weirdly, she... the Gap. <laughs> yeah, often at the Gap. Yeah. In the men's department. <laughs> Oh, and has anybody ever dressed as you for Halloween? Mm. Oh, God, I hope not. We also do a great Khaleesi, though, don't you? Oh, no, I could never say. <laughs> no, that is, oh. I just occurred to me. But I do think it, it would be nice to be at a party where um, everyone's dressed uh, as each other or the same. Oh, yeah, that would be fun. I think if people dress like me, it would be like a boxy men's 
boy shirt, but that was made for women. Oh. That's me. I'm very much wearing um, a boy-inspired men-women's wear. (laughs) You know, just like Madewell dressing like a little boy all the time. A little boy off to school. So I think that would be, yeah, that would be my uniform. Would be like high-waisted jeans, a a huge button-down shirt. Yeah. And, um, yeah, you know, just a little bit sweaty. That sounds super comfortable. Yeah. And uh, as I'm thinking about it, I'm worried that I'm talking about a cult uh, Uh, of dressing the same. And or I'm worried I'm talking about SantaCon, and that (laughs) makes me even more distressed. Yeah. So uh, maybe everybody should just dress as they want to. And if it's with a big shirt, great. Yeah. People shouldn't dress like me. They shouldn't. (laughs) It's very, it's very desexualized. Well, if you want to get in on the turtlenecks, let me know. Oh yeah, uh, we got, oh, we I got love a lot coming. In. We got some new ones coming in too. Ooh, you do so, uh, yeah. black still? Uh, well, we have every shade of black. Oh great, so, uh, dark black, dark black, black. charcoal. Yep, charcoal. yeah, soot. We we got a, a whole range. Yeah, it's really a, and a couple of purples. Onyx. Just, <laughs> we have an onyx, absolutely, and a couple of purples thrown in. <laughs> yeah, an iridescent purple. Yep. Yep. A little shimmer. A little, a little fun. shimmer Just for the holidays. And uh, also let me know if you'd like to hear more about essential oils because I have a great program and uh, we, you know, we'll get a group together and oh, uh, have everybody yeah, come no, over. Yeah, no, I'm That'd busy that fun. day, but that sounds great. Sudi! Ah! It seems like you're at the top of your game. You've recently been in a digital ad for Bank of America, so I can imagine <laughs> there's not much left. <laughs> Where do I go from here? You know? You were great in that. But where can we find you next, Sudi, if we want to see you do a live performance oh, or do well, shows and things? I have my show at UCB East Theme Party, which is the third Tuesday of every month. Yes. And that is just going to be super fun. Okay. And I would say that that is what we have on the calendar. <laughs> and, you know, I'm on the social media at Sudi Green. Okay. On Twitter. On the tw- on Twitter. Yeah. I'm going to check that out. That's where I live. <laughs> For what? more generalizations. No, if it can't be Newark, then yeah. it can't be Twitter. No. <laughs> <laughs> it could be Twitter. Sudi, thanks so much for being here. Oh, well, thank you for having me. It just flew by. It did, and it was really great. It was real. I had fun. I had fun. All right. Well, okay. we'll talk to you again. Okay, we'll okay. see you soon. Bye bye. <laughs> oh, lots of great stuff in there. I actually learned something about comedy and, quite frankly, about myself. The old mirror was held up. Thank you, Sudi, for your wisdom, and we wish you a very Happy Halloween, and to you as well, listening there. And if you see some actual spirits or receive visitation of any kind, don't look them directly in the eyes, or they will bond to you, and you'll have a ghost problem. Happened to my optometrist, and now I have to put up with a pantsless pirate floating near the eye chart. E-D-B-N-N-R, he always cuts in. It's a lot to deal with. Lucky numbers this week, 171242, which correspond to the year I first heard the word chub, the year I first had one, and the number of months since my last one. And our personalized reading this week goes out to Sarah Good in Salem, Massachusetts, who is having a hard time with some of the people in her community. When I am scared, I believe I'm going to die. There's no, like when I'm on a roller coaster and you go into yes. that free fall, there's no part of me that isn't convinced that I am plummeting to my death. Yes. Well, Sarah, we wish you well. That'll do it for us this week. Next live show is happening Wednesday, November 15th at the Slipper Room on the Lower East Side with Lola Kirk, 
Petal, Wenjiko Ake, and Sarah Lazarus. Plus music on the theremin by Cornelius Loy. Thanks for listening. And remember that although this night is ending, a bright new day is just ahead. Deep Night is brought to you by Jameson Spirit Cleanser, the original prairie-grade sage that you can burn whenever things start making noises in your walls. Or a spirit appears at the foot of your bed wearing 18th century sailing regalia. Deep Night is independently produced and performed by James Bewley. Deep Night Season 10 podcast image by artist Kelsey Roten. Deep Night Season 10 theme by Zach Gabbard. Music throughout the season provided by the talented roster of Howler Hills Farm. The Deep Night Podcast can be found on Stitcher, SoundCloud, Google Play, and on Apple Podcasts, where we kindly ask you to subscribe and then leave a rating or a review. Once again, thank you for listening.